Greetings. It's so good to be with you today. I want to speak on the topic, the best invitation of all. And this is a reflection that is inspired by David's beautiful hymn to God, which is found in the book of Psalms, Psalm 63. Will you pray with me? Oh Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you. For you are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. You might remember when the news broke in March of 2020 that COVID-19 was gonna close down everything, including churches in many states. And suddenly we found ourselves on uncharted waters and we found ourselves in a wilderness. With the pandemic at our door, there was a heightened sense of fear, a need for community and spiritual comfort and hope. As a new reality set in within days, churches pivoted into the brave new world of video conferencing, live streaming, and social media. It was like, boom, overnight, pastors and church leaders and staffs became tech gurus and producers. They applied their faith, their ingenuity, and their wisdom and their good common sense to the task of keeping the body of Christ together to witness God's transformative love and power and hope. Colin Henson wrote a wonderful op-ed in New York Times about going back to church in a post-COVID environment. And he said this, the pandemic did not temporarily sidetrack the church. It, it introduced a revolu revolution in religion. Yes, a revolution. Now, here are just some of the ways that online church has impacted us. From my observations, okay. You can go to church anytime you want, day or night. You can take church with you to the ball game or to your child's soccer practice or take it to the lake house or to a family gathering, or what about to the doctor's office? But you gotta wear your headphones. Wearing your Sunday best is optional. If you have wanted to hear that choir down the street or experience worship in the African-American tradition, or go to a Pentecostal church, well, all you have to do is uh, live stream or Zoom into a service. And that's okay, it's kind of cool. You, have, you don't have to worry about sitting in somebody's pew when we have online service. And like me, uh, it prevents me, I don't have to run around looking for a hymnal, hymnal minutes before the procession at festive worship. You can take and give feedback and encouragement during worship service through the chat feature uh, which is found on most social media platforms, which I've learned that. And I am always encouraged when I see an amen in the chat feature. We have seen the power of online worship and there are so many benefits. The It's been revolutionary indeed. And some congregations even now are exploring how to continue online worship 
So if we were to take a survey right now and I ask you to hold up your hands, which I can't see, uh, or ask you to uh, make a face, uh, how many people would like to continue to um, continue on online worship? Hmm. Worshiping in the comforts of the home is probably appealing for sure. So the question becomes, why go back to in-person church? Have you asked yourself that question? Should I go back to church? In fact, what is, what's the big deal anyways? So I wanna share with you a recent experience that might help us answer this question. In mid-July, I attended the 10 a.m. Sunday watch party at our church. Now, I received the invitation and I must say that I was excited and, and curious, but at the same time, I was a little worried about social distancing and being safe. Now, if you're like me, when uh, a new situation or challenge arise, arises, I have this little working committee in my head. And this little committee asks a lot of questions. So there are four questions that the committee had for me. The first question was, uh, will you remember people's names and faces? That faces, remember you've been separated for about 18 months. Well, surely they'll have name tags out, won't they? The second question, will there be bulletins and a hymnal so I can follow the service? Third question, I know that God would be there, but I wonder how would God show up and break into the watch party? And the fourth was, how would the mystery of God's Holy Spirit unfold? So I went to church and I didn't go alone. I invited a friend and yes, God's presence was there among us. Let me tell you how God showed up. First, God showed up in the beautiful and the warm smiles of the greeters and the congregation. It was experiencing that old South extravagant welcome. Seeing people online for 18 months was a great way to connect, but being able to look into people's eyes and say to them, really say to them, it is so good to see you again. It was heartfelt, it was real. The call to worship that morning kindled our hearts as the preacher's words beckoned, called for God's spirit to be present among us. In the holy pause before we recited the Lord's prayer together, God's energy could be felt in the silence. Saying the Lord's Prayer in person, together with other saints, united us and bonded us in the spirit of one as we called out and said, our Father or our Mother. The Psalms tell us to make a joyful noise unto the Lord and how beautiful it was when we all sang together. How beautiful it was to hear the blended voices again and to listen to the various harmonies and sounds that the human voice can lift up and praise to God. We sang with passion, we 
we sing with our souls, our souls and our hearts were set free as God's spirit danced with us in song. It was as if one could taste with our spirits the community God longs to build. The invitation to the church watch party was the best invitation I have received in a long time. Gratitude permeated my spirit as I looked around and reveled in being present and laughing and singing and praying and listening together to God's holy word with friends and strangers. Oh, to behold the beauty of the Lord through God's people at worship. Everything that was done in worship reflected God's grace and love and mystery. Someone said that earth is crammed with heaven and every common bush of fire with God. Getting back to church matters. It is a big deal. And I've got a couple of reasons why. First, the very, first, the very word that we translate from Greek as church in the New Testament suggests that we must assemble in person. God, through Jesus, took on flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus physically rose from the dead and then comes back and has a fish dinner on the beach with his disciples. And he says to them, follow me. We are indeed embodied souls made in the image of God. We were made by God to see and to hear and to touch and to taste and to feel our way through the physical world created by God. We are indeed the body of Christ. The body of Christ is not the same when you separate its members, the hands, the feet, the eyes, the ears need to be assembled for the body to work together. There is no substitute at all for brushing up against one another and opening up ourselves to God who beckons us towards wholeness and healing and love at every turn. We need to laugh together. We need to eat together. We need to cry together. We need to grieve together. There's no substitute for showing up to do God's work. Feeding the hungry or protesting against injustice online just doesn't cut it. And each of us has a job to do. We must taste, touch, and see and hear the gospel. Whether it is the splash of water in the baptismal font or the broken gluten-free bread and crushed grapes that feed us as we remember Christ's sacrifice. We need to feel the explosion and the joy of God's love when our children burst in at the end of the nine o'clock service to join us at table. In worship, we give our best to God and somehow, somehow in the mystery, we are transformed by God's irresistible and faithful love. It's amazing. We all have very different feelings now about the fact that the pandemic is not over. In fact, 
we are moving into the fourth surge of the virus. I believe that we're all hungry for the touch of God's presence and for one another. And like David, the author of our Psalms today, our souls thirst and our flesh faints for tangible contact with the living God, living water that we encounter when we come together. Our souls thirst for God's presence to descend among us so that we can taste and feel the inner sweetness of God's presence, which is love and joy, kindness, peace, the fruits of the spirit. It is so interesting that David finds the sweetness of God when he's at a place of isolation and separated from his church community. And it is in this place that he finds the beauty of worshiping and praising God in hard time and also in good times. Now, when the time is right, we will gather again on God's time. God's people will gather again in person. And my prayer is that we hold fast to God like David. We hold fast and long for that inner sweetness of God to permeate our entire lives as we are out in a wilderness and on uncharted waters. And I pray that you will accept the best invitation of all and experience a little taste of heaven right at Old South Church when the time is right. God's people will gather again. Amen.